Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Noah. And we are the Knights of Entertainment, a podcast covering your favorite and unknown movies, games, comic books, anime, and more weekly. We appreciate you being here and hope you enjoy the show. Let's go ahead and get started. All right, guys. You know, we start with Cozy Nights with a little bit of news, so let's get into it. <clears throat> so I read this uh, today, but it came out on Thursday on uh, Gizmodo. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of that? Yeah. Gizmodo uh, by James uh, Whitbrook. <clears throat> so they were talking about basically that. In about 10 years, 10, 11, 12 years, uh, the, uh, the 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 DC Trinity is going to go into public domain. So you got Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman going into public domain, uh, respectively uh, 2034, 2035, and 2037. So Superman, then Batman, then Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, unfortunately for Wonder Brothers, they can't stop these characters from entering the public domain. Uh, you know, if Disney couldn't stop Mickey Mouse... The original Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, have you seen some of the stuff that's been coming out? Yes. Oh, my gosh. If they couldn't stop it, it could, Disney being Disney, there's no way Warner Bros. going to stop it either. Now, the thing is, it's not exactly the Batman people think it's going to be. No. It is the very first iteration of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Like We're not talking about a galaxy-flying Superman. No. We're talking about a leaps in a single bound. Mm-hmm. So, uh, even, even with that limitation... People are going to hop on this immediately, mm-hmm. and they're going to make all sorts of content. And uh, DC's going to have to make sure to protect its um, its uh, trademarks and stuff because, uh, like, they own the the Batman symbol. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's, uh, it's copyrighted. Yeah, or not it's trademark. Trademark, trademark. Yes. Uh, the S for Superman trademark. Trademark. Man of Steel, the Cape Crusader. All the nicknames. Yeah. So like, there's there's a the, the supporting cast like Robin, Alfred. You are not going to get any of those. Yeah, you're not going to get the Rogues Gallery. What was oh, uh, the original uh, Alfred? Wasn't even named Alfred. Nah. No. They didn't Batman use a gun in the first episode? Uh, yeah, yeah. Almost took someone's guy's head off. Yeah. So. You get. You don't get the Joker. You don't get. You do actually. Oh really? You get him, nine uh, twenty thirty six a year later. So you get the Joker. You get that Joker. That Joker. Though. Not the Joker. Not the Joker. You get Joker. a one of his many three faces. Yeah. So, uh, uh, reading the article, this guy from the uh, was uh, um, quoted in Variety saying that people are going to hop on this quick because there's a lot of money in these characters. Like there's, yes. even if they're not um, the main, the stream uh, iterations we know now, mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be like thousands of Batman and uh, Superman comic books everywhere. Wonder Woman, yeah. all, all the porn, I can't imagine. Yeah, it's going to get, I mean, not that there's not now. True. Like they, they if it's a, 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 a parody then it's already yeah classified as fair use. But I mean, there you go. That I mean, that's it done. Yeah, that's gonna be something. I mean, like if you started writing Batman stories right now mm-hmm. with the original iteration, you could be ready in like ten years and mm-hmm. you just publish them all. But remember, you also don't get the Batmobile. You don't get the Batmobile originally. Originally was just a car. Well, I guess I mean I guess because it gives you it gives writers a chance to really expand on how they see Batman. Right. Like if I had I had the rights to Batman, right? But I will say, people need to be very, very careful about this because DC has also done Elseworlds, and those are trademarked as well and copyrighted. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they've already done variations of every one of these characters, so you have to really pay attention to to what you create. Disney never did. Like with Mickey Mouse, there wasn't really any, any other alternate versions besides like the uh, the magician Mickey Mouse and stuff. 
<laughs> oh yeah, you know what I mean. Or King Mickey Mouse from uh, right, freaking uh, what's that? A uh, Kingdom Hearts, right? But there was never any crazy like alteration or alternate versions of Mickey, aside from wearing different clothes or something like things that you would expect anyway. But with DC, Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman, there's already been Red Sun. There's already been uh, the Caveman Batman. There's already been, like there's been so many things that people have done with Batman already. There's been the uh, the Victorian Batman. You can't even do like the Dracula Batman. You can't do brooding Batman. Like no. the, the typical personality. No, you have to do whatever whatever was in the original story. You have to base him on. You know, if it was me, it'd be a comedian Batman. Right. Like like a like kind of like a Peter Parker Spider Man. Uh-huh. Wisecracking. Or I don't know, like, like what would you do with your own Batman? With my own Batman, uh, it'd even be hard to do Supernatural because he's been associated with that too a lot. Supernatural, like you got the whole Zatanic cast in the Dark Justice League, so you can't even really take it into that direction either. I mean, it, it's not like I don't think like it's that like hard lined. Like you can just add like werewolves and vampires yourself. Like they don't own basic. You can do basics, right? But, but you can like the the Batman Dracula thing has already been copyrighted. I could do Batman and uh, you have, Dracula. You would have to change the Batman uh, thing so much that he wouldn't even be Batman at that point messing with Dracula. You can use Dracula, obviously, mm-hmm. but in the, you can't do it in the same way as Batman's already interacted with Dracula. That would make it because they've already got that trade uh, copyrighted. I mean, because mm-hmm. they've got the whole series. I'd always find a way. Writers always find a way. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There are, I'm sure, ways to do it. And there's a lot of things. I'm just saying if you're going to go out and use it, Make sure you're doing something that DC hasn't already done. Because if you do basically a one-for-one of what they've already wrote, they're going to automatically come after you for it. They can't touch the now, business. Blood, now, Blood and Honey, <laughs> Disney was never going to do Blood and Honey. No. <laughs> you know, if it was my Batman, I would set it uh, in some, the same time, 1930s, maybe 1920s, uh, and it would be uh, a sort of retro-futuristic version. Right. Where, like, I love... Art Deco uh, mm-hmm. architecture and stuff. So it would be like an Art Deco futuristic set, and it would be um, a more like lighthearted Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Bruce Wayne. I don't know. Is it Bruce Wayne in the comic book? Um, might not even his name. Might not even have an actual alter ego. I don't know if he did or not. <clears throat> like I said, I know the Butler was a completely different name, so you can't use Alfred. That's fine. Because the, the Alfred didn't exist. It was like another. It was like not Sebastian. <laughs> Sebastian. Uh, the way, and it's Sebastian here. It was like one of those stereotypical butler names, though. Like, it was just basic. I know, like, I would want him to be, like, I know, like, his normal state is, like, supposed to be, like, superhuman mm-hmm. or, like, peak, peak human. Peak human, yeah. But, like, it, it, I just don't buy it as a normal human being. Like, you can't fight crime nonstop all night without getting tired. Right. And didn't take a shit and stuff. So I'd probably do a thing where he tries to do that for a couple of months, and he is just dog exhausted. And then he fights a villain who is just, like, superhuman-esque. Not like, I don't like doing, like, super, superhuman, like uh, right. uh, the Marvel movie level. I, I like to do, like, within the realm of possibility. Right. So let's say he picks him up, like, Batman weighs, like, 220 pounds, and he just throws him through a three-story window, and Batman just crumbles into the ground outside on his car. So he's like, well, that that, that was weird. Because, like, he's already physically fit, like, uh, top-notch as it is, but he's still... Uh, so, you, are you thinking John Wick-level endurance? No. What I'm thinking is uh, uh, he, he starts investigating why this guy was so strong. 
beyond like a normal. He like that was not normal. Is what he was saying. Like right. he's he's peak human, and he didn't put a dent in this guy, and uh, it wouldn't be bad because he can't be main. So it, it, he would lead to like a mad scientist that got hired to make uh, genetically uh, enhanced humans. And basically Batman would make the decision that, well, I, if I want to fight crime, I have to also be physically able to do it forever. So he takes his little chemicals and now he becomes, you know, and then he like, then the, the, the villain ends up dying. The mad scientist dies and he's the only, the formula's gone. Batman doesn't know how to make a formula. He doesn't, he's not a scientist in my uh, iteration. So now he's that peak human like he's like uh, just a little bit above enhanced mm -hmm. and there you go now he can do all the physical things he can do in the mainstream but he's actually he's basically like captain america right my own version right just that's what i would do right. anyway yeah and then i would just start introducing my weird takes on villains the, the, the puzzler <laughs> now so you can always <laughs> the puzzler <laughs> be so mad like that's the riddler no it's not it's the puzzler yeah, he, 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 gets... throws, he throws rubik's cube grenades at people <laughs> He throws one of those thousand piece puzzles at you. <laughs> and Batman's like, oh shit. Batman's got OCD, like, no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that would be funny. Where he's got some kind of thing where he has to put it together. Yeah. And uh, and uh, if it was my Batman, I can tell you, he would be a thirsty man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he would be, like, he would, the women, like, he only has Batman. <laughs> Imagine if he had like a peeping Tom finish. <laughs> that would be good though. Just like hundreds, so like not, not a playboy, but an actual like creepo. Kind yeah, <laughs> that would be hilarious. The butler comes in and Batman's just like all these photos of random women. Like this is my research solving crimes. These are crimes. <laughs> you can do a lot with the uh, with just the basis. And so you get to it was uh, Clark Kent, a reporter from the beginning. That I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I can't remember, because it's a long time ago, too. I mean, obviously, Batman was, too, but it's had a little more attention, the first uh, the first uh, iteration of him, anyway. I can't remember, though, because you could always take Clark Kent into a uh, a Detective Conan-level type thing. Make him a detective? Yeah. Mm. I mean, he's a reporter. I would just make him dumb as bricks. <laughs> like, he would just be like that, like the Chad, you know what I, I mean? I thought he already was. I'm not, he's always been intelligent. I mean, his dad was a genius. But he acts dumb as bricks. I don't know. I think they just, that's how they portray him in the wrong way because he only does, he only solves things with his might, you know? Like, it's hard to write him, like, solving things intellectually. <laughs> and they've tried so hard sometimes. Like, there's nothing you can do with him. It's like, yeah, I punched through the wall. But yeah, so I grabbed this whole, I, have the, I grabbed this plant and I threw it at him. I sneezed away the solar system. <laughs> I hit him with my laser beam from half a galaxy away. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so there's not much you can do with Superman. You can do a little bit more, I think, with uh, Wonder Woman, just for the plain fact that the Greek gods are already not copyrighted. Plus, I wouldn't make her that superhuman either. I'd make her peak like Batman, yeah. but like like naturally, like a, she's a demigod. Yeah. You know what I mean? No invisible plane. No invisible plane. Uh, no heels for some random reason. You gotta wear some boots in combat. Uh, I'd probably give her a sword and a shield like she had in the uh, Batman v Superman, mm -hmm. and uh, she would be like more like a modern day version of a. Uh, uh, Greek, Greek mythology, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like she's like uh, you know, uh, half brother, her half brother Hercules maybe is a villain. Yeah, just you can change it up. You can do whatever. You can do a lot. That's what I'm saying. It, it, like would I? Not really. But I mean, you got ten you, years. Really, and like I said though, uh, going back to what I originally said about it, do what you want to do, and that's really cool. But just pay attention to what you do. Pay attention to what DC's already done. Yeah, they'll be watching you like a hawk. Yes, that's what I'm saying. They will. So I get my sniper rifle, I see something.
Oh yeah. By the way, the uh, even though yeah they tried to keep uh, an extension because back in 1998 they got the Copyright Extension Act, mm -hmm. so that's why it took longer. Now they we were, we were probably already had them by 2014 or 20. Do uh, we know what I mean? Yeah, because it used to not be a hundred years. I think it was it used to be like 50. So they 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 tried and they succeeded once and they can't do it again. So so far. Well, I mean, if they do, they do. They, they might. But uh, they're gonna find a way somehow. Maybe. I mean, if Disney couldn't, I doubt it. Yeah, but Disney doesn't have power right now. They got money. As long as they you have, have money, but they don't have power. As long as you got money, you can you have all the power. In a in a level in a class of a, uh, capitalism, money always wins. <laughs> By the way, so <laughs> the reason it's so funny with Disney is like you meet them in the minute the copyright uh, expired. On freaking Steamboat Willie, this game called Infestation 88 came out where you, uh, you're trying to survive this building or trying to stop this uh, vermin infestation led by the, their uh, rat king, uh, Steamboat Willie. And they changed it from, from Infestation 88 to Infestation Origins. So if you want to fight Steamboat Willie, like the original Mickey Mouse, you can fight him in, uh, in March, I think, is the release date. Oh, really? I don't, I don't know. They, they they must have been making it months in advance. Yeah. And then they just like, oh, like once they, once the copyright went out, like here we go. Then they started. They, the, I bet you the day after the copyright went out, the, the trailer dropped. No, watch they missed it by a day. They put it out the day before, a day sooner than what they wanted for. <laughs> you know, GTA had to do that. Oh, did they really? Someone leaked. Because uh, I was gonna wake up at eight a.m. our time to watch the new trailer drop because it was a countdown. On a uh, game, uh, game trailers. Uh, the the YouTube channel, mm -hmm. and so I, I stayed on the. I, I just left the timeline on, or the, the countdown, and I I did the calculation. I was like, all right. So if I wake up at eight at like seven thirty, I got a half hour, and then it'll drop. And then I go take a shower as I'm planning all this stuff out. I get out, and the trailer's already come out, and I'm like, what happened? And then no one no one explained to me what happened. Like I just I immediately watched the trailer, like like fifteen minutes after I got out of the shower. Really. And I was like, and then it turned out that someone had leaked it early somewhere. So they had to go ahead. They had to preemptively leak it themselves. And man, that sucks. Not really, because that's, that broke the internet. Oh, yeah. Well, the highest number of, and, well, until, until Cat Williams, but yeah. And now, now uh, uh, that Joker guy is still trying to sue Rockstar. There's this character in, uh, in the GTA trailer. And it's a guy in jail. He's got a, a face full of tattoos, and he's got purple hair, and he's looking up like a, at like a, the judge's like or camera or something. He's looking up upward, but he's not looking straight ahead. He's kind of like looking up at something. And uh, allegedly, uh, this guy uh, who who they got the inspiration for the character is suing them because he thinks it's him. So he wants I want five million dollars now, Rockstar. How are we gonna make this happen? And and like I I just I should warn like it's not gonna happen. No, they're not gonna give you a dime. No, because he has a face full of tattoos. There's a lot of people that do now. Exactly. He even dyed his hair purple to make it seem more believable on his side. Like you see, we got the same hair, the same tattoos, and uh, because there 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 was so many uh, Easter eggs from real Florida stuff mm -hmm. that happened, like that alligator that went into the supermarket. Yeah, uh, that was in the trailer. Uh, the the guy that was washing his uh washing his uh like or watering his garden butt naked that was in the trailer 
some woman twerking on the t- hood of a car that's going top speed. That was in the trailer. And because I watched the comparison, a side by side YouTube video. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's there's a real inspiration for this stuff to happen. But I mean, you're not going to beat Rockstar. No, it's public domain. Basically, yeah. So, so like he's he's still threatening. Like uh, Monday, that's your that's your deal. It, it'd be like the same thing of um, if somebody was in court, it was a public trial, like the Johnny Depp thing. If they were to put like parts of that into it, it's it's public record. Like there you go, yeah. Sorry, and like even the guy that played uh, Arthur Morgan, the Red Dead Redemption guy, he's like, "Good luck, buddy." <laughs> Like there's apparently the, the the legal team on Rockstar is like some heavy hitters. Yeah, because even Lindsay Lohan couldn't beat him. Well, that could have been any person in the early 2000s or late 90s though. Mm. I mean, it looked like every woman. No, because she uh, GTA Four, I think. No, Five. The the blonde chick mm-hmm. that does the the, the, the tongue. Ah, and the yeah, pe- but every woman was doing that at that time. But Lindsay Lohan thought it was her, well, and she was wrong. Yeah, she was <laughs> mostly according to those lawyers. <laughs> All right, now we move on to the next uh, uh, news report that I found. This was on IGN, written by uh, Jess uh, Shreden. So there's a new comic book out that's really taken uh, the uh, little uh, world, the comic book world by storm, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man 2024. Uh, It is a new interpretation of the Spider-Man character, and it is truly an absolute uh, reimagining. Like, when you reimagine Spider-Man, people always make him a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, here he goes. Like, he, he's a kid. He's a kid going through crime, fighting crime, learning to be responsible. He loses his Uncle Ben. All this stuff happens, right? Mm-hmm. This is completely different. Uh, because of uh, some storyline called Ultimate Invasion back in December, uh, this world, there's going to be spoilers for this one, by the way, uh, if you haven't seen the first issue. So this guy called The Maker, who's an evil Reed Richards, from the original Ultimate Universe, like you remember the original back in like it was so fucking popular. Yeah. For some reason, they had uh, Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver in an ancestral relationship. You remember that? That weird, that weird universe. Yeah, yeah I remember that. And that. This is that Reed Richards, the one that broke, that Sue broke up with, mm-hmm. and he lost his mind apparently. Because <laughs> if any if women can do anything, it's drive a man to evil uh, schemes. Apparently, it's true. That's a good story. That's like that's a good like that's real life. Like a woman breaks up with a guy and the guy flips out. Mm-hmm. You take that notion, right, which is a relatable notion, and you take it up to a thousand, which is what they did here. So he decided to remake the whole universe because <laughs> his wife broke up with him. Uh, so he ended up going to this world Earth six one sixty, and uh, what he did was he made it to where nobody in that universe that was a superhero or meant to be a superhero became a superhero. There's there's no superheroes in this universe, and uh, after the something, um, so Spider Man in this universe is a middle aged man, married to Mary Jane. Oh, so he married her still? Yeah, and he has two kids, Richard and May. Not, and he's not Spider Man at all. He's got a receding hairline. He's just an old man. Well, middle aged is an old, but you know, middle aged. He's not a teenager, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and Uncle Ben is still alive. And not only is he still alive, he's the uh, head editor of the Daily Bugle with his partner, J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> yeah, I know. That is different. And not only is he alive, Aunt May's dead. She died recently before this comic book because there was one hero, Iron Man, and he was trying to stop the maker. And they had a fight in Manhattan, and it caused this massive explosion that... Uh, the media said was a terrorist attack perpetrated by Iron Man. And so Aunt May died 
Norman, uh, Norman Osborne died too. And at the eulogy, guess who led the eulogy? Catholic priest, Matt Murdock. Not Daredevil. Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock, a Catholic <laughs> priest. He's a, he's, he's a bit of a whore, by the way, so I don't know how he holds up his libido. He must jack yeah. it. He must jack it on the on the constant. And they did take that though, because he used to always be in the church. Very yeah, very Catholic. So very Catholic. They made him a Catholic priest. Hopefully, they didn't make him a pedophile. Well, the, like uh, I, nobody, like I never really thought about what his path would have been had he not been, you know, daredevil, because he got his powers when he was a kid. No, he had a teenager ish. What well, yeah, early teenager. He got him too, didn't he? Yeah, he, he got him pretty early. But his wasn't like uh his was from a chemical. Yeah, just splash him in the face. Yeah. A good old money shot, apparently. <laughs> uh so what well, so after Iron Man got blamed for this, he decided to go into the future where he was be safer. And he left a package for and he left this whole like uh this monologue saying that this is not who you were supposed to be. Like he leaves a package for Peter Parker. And in the in, that's the little recording, along with the spider that it was supposed to originally fight him. So he's starting in issue two as Spider-Man that hasn't come out yet. It's like, it comes out like the 24th of February. Mm -hmm. uh, I think on February 14th, uh, no, I guess 14th, seven days would be 21. So the 21st of February, maybe issue two. Mm -hmm. I know that issue one is getting a second printing on uh, February 14th, the week before the new one comes out, Right. which I would like to go buy if I knew if we had any comic book stores anywhere in my fucking vicinity. You know what I mean? Like I can't find them anywhere. They don't exist anymore, really. So I want to get a copy one and two, and you know I want to do a review on them. Uh, you know, on the at the end of my uh, this uh, cozy nights mm -hmm. would be like my main segment. But uh, so yeah, that's a truly a different undertaking to Spider-Man. Like it's it's not like oh he's you know he's his Uncle Ben's still alive. And that's it. No, like he's a middle-aged man. He's probably like out of shape as fuck. Yeah. Even with the spider, he'd be like oh damn. He gets back down to just normal slim. <laughs> he used to be super scrawny, but he was so powerful, you know? Yeah. So, plus, he has a different mental, like, he's got responsibilities. He's got kids, a wife, a mortgage. What's he going to do? Yeah, now he's going he's gonna to risk his life. But he said, like, I knew for the longest time that I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing. And then I was, like, you know what I mean? Like, he just felt that in his head. And, like, Tony Stark... Uh, just showed him that it was true. Like, you were supposed to be Spider-Man. You were supposed to be one of the greatest superheroes of all time. And now if he's going to take that responsibility, he chooses to be Spider-Man mm -hmm. is the difference. He was, It wasn't thrust upon him. His uncle's alive. You know, none, none of that stuff that happened to his uncle because of him not doing, what you know, great power, responsibility, mm -hmm. that was gone. So now he's choosing to be a better man by, you know, risking his life. But how does he, how does he uh, balance that with being, you know, a family man? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're, you want to find that your dad died fighting Scorpion. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah, he got uh, smothered by Sandman. Yeah, like, Sandman went up his asshole, and he just fucking blew up his fucking intestines. <laughs> so, uh, it's crazy. <clears throat> so, that's it for uh, the news. And, uh, oh, kind of running, running out of time now. So, anyway. Uh, we will move on. Uh, I will do the uh, the history ones. The history. Uh, I like to. I had this book called a um, a comic curious and quirky by Run Eleven, which is news stories from way back in the past. Like we're talking like eighteen hundreds, eighteen fifty three, eighteen sixty, stuff like that. Uh, uh, I was gonna do two at a time. 
All right, guys. Anyway, so we'll do the uh, news ones for next week. So next, let's move on to uh, one of my favorite segments. I like uh, food, like everyone else does. And uh, so I decided to make a little cozy kitchen segment where we talk about like food facts, food history, and then I'll end up with a little recipe for you guys that you might enjoy. Uh, this one might be a bit of a trigger warning for people because this is uh, food prices from 1957. And with, oh, God. with inflation now... D- just don't have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, like you're going to be like, oh, man, what, what, what are we missing? <laughs> so I got this from a, a book called The Book of Amazing History by uh, Publications International. Uh, so milk back in 19... So this is all prices from 1957. Milk was a dollar per gallon. <laughs> like five dollars now? Yeah. And TV dinner was 75 cents. Okay, so that's not crazy. That's not crazy because they're like a dollar fifty now. So they're that cheap? Yeah. I must be getting the wrong TV dinners. Yeah, if you get what is that, uh banquet brand? Like eight dollars. <laughs> the uh Michelle's brand. They're like <laughs> super cheap. Uh Tang, fifty cents a, a jar. Oh damn, really? Yeah. Things like five almost five now. You ready for this one? Ground beef, thirty cents a pound. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's like six dollars a pound. <laughs> Uh, butter is 75 cents a pound. Who buys a pound of butter? Just to be able to. Jesus. Uh, pure Vermont maple syrup, 33 cents for 12 ounces. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like $9 now. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were saying. Like, oh, man. <laughs> Campbell's tomato soup, 10 cents for a can. That's just like $5. No, no. Three? Still a lot. Yeah. Uh, gum, a six-pack of gum was 19 cents. It's like three dollars now. <laughs> uh, broccoli, twenty-three uh, cents per bunch. Per, per, damn, for that much? Yeah. Uh, eggs. This one's gonna hurt. A dozen, fifty-five cents. You remember the little uptake that we had earlier last yeah, year? Yeah, last yeah. year, yeah. It's gonna make down a little bit. Thank God. Iceberg lettuce, nineteen uh, cents a head. That's a dollar fifty now. Yeah. Uh, Nabisco saltines, twenty-five cents for six, sixteen-ounce package. Uh, pop- I'm trying to think of how many of that. <laughs> like, it's a lot. Like, it's a huge comparison now. Yeah. Uh, a pot roast. This one's going to hurt. A pot roast, 69 cents a pound. Pot roast is expensive now. A pot roast now is like a four to five dollars per pound. Damn. <laughs> and a good old canned corn, 14 cents for a 27 ounce can. Oh my God. That's a much bigger can. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of corn. So I hope that didn't upset you guys, but yeah, we we are living in the dark times. Good lord, I think it's expensive as hell. <laughs> it really is. All right, so now we move on to a recipe. A recipe. A recipe. A recipe. A recipe. Uh, I, as you as uh, you might not know, I subscribe to Women's World. <laughs> I know, because uh, uh, there's these little solve it yourself mysteries in in, in every pay, in every uh, uh book. That's the excuse. That's the excuse <laughs> I use. And uh, at first, that's all I did was read the mysteries and throw them away. But now I really got into cooking, so I started reading the recipes as well. <laughs> By the way, Martha Stewart's in the back of this, and she is just banging. <laughs> like, if I had a shot at Martha Stewart, man. I guess I like older women. <laughs> so I have a recipe here for you guys from the uh, January uh, August 14, 2023 issue of Women's World. Uh, turkey and veggie packets. So you will need, so here's the recipe, guys. You might have to listen to it a few times. I talk fast, and I talk very uh, bad. 
a tongue bone. A tongue man. <laughs> uh, one uh, tablespoon of olive oil, one small onion chopped, two cloves garlic minced, one pound ground beef, or ground turkey, sorry, two teaspoons of ground cumin, one tablespoon of chili pepper, uh, one fourth tablespoon of salt, one red pepper uh, diced, one zucchini grated and squeezed dry. I never squeezed dried zucchini. I haven't either. Uh, one third uh, cup chopped fresh cilantro plus additional leaves. So add some soap. <laughs> one tablespoon. One tablespoon of li- uh, lime juice and one teaspoon of grated lime zest. So you gotta zest the lime and then you cut it. Uh, six burrito-sized flour tortillas. One cup shredded sharp cheddar cheese. Lime wedges and sour cream is optional. Uh, here's the uh, recipe. So, or here's the instructions anyway. <laughs> In large skillet, heat oil over medium heat, add onion, cook, stirring occasionally until softened, seven, eight minutes, add garlic, cook 30 seconds. Add ground turkey, cumin, chili powder, and salt, cook, stirring occasionally, and breaking up meat until turkey is no longer pink, eight to 10 minutes. Add red pepper, cook, stirring until softened, add about five minutes. Add zucchini, cook, stirring two minutes, remove from heat, stir in one-third cup cilantro, lime juice, and slime zest. So then you spoon turkey mixture over one-third of each tortilla, leaving two inches border around side, top with cheese. Fold over, uh, fold side over filling, roll up to enclose. Place seam down on, on the surface and flatten. Uh, coat skillet with cooking oil spray, heat over medium low, low fire, or heat. In batches, cook packets flipping once until golden and heated through. Two to three minutes per side. There you go. Delicious. Have yourself a healthy meal. <laughs> you are looking at a serving of six for active time of 30 minutes. Total time, 30 minutes. Calories, 273. Protein, 27 grams. Fat, 13 grams. 3 grams saturated. Cholesterol, 81 milligrams. Carbs, 16 grams. Sodium, 309 milligrams. Fiber, 3 grams. Uh, grams and sugar, 3 grams. Very healthy. All right. So, <clears throat> what are we going? So, that is, well, that was it today for uh, Cozy Nights. I'm trying to leave these episodes at 30 minutes for you guys. So uh, uh, I'm trying, still trying to figure out how much con- too much content today because yeah. the, sp- the Spider-Man and the DC took up every, everything. But that's how it goes. Partially my fault, partially no. No, sometimes, you know, we, when we have a good talk, we, we keep talking. So uh, hope you guys enjoyed. We will, uh, we're going to take a bye week this week, but we will be back in two weeks with more cozy nights. So please uh, stick around. Or no, please tune in next time. Sorry. <laughs> I'm still getting used to this, but uh, I'll get better with practice. Yeah. So have a good night. And stay cozy. <laughs> All righty. What you got for Urban Dictionary today? All right. Urban Dictionary. This is, this is always a... It's always a, a list that I partially dread because there ain't no telling what the hell is going to be on this list today. <laughs> First one is uh, by Bisexual Harry Potter Simp. That already tells me all I need to know. Out the gate. <laughs> Just hot out the gate. Uh, Bellatrix Lestrand, hot as fuck. Don't judge. <laughs> I wasn't sure who this was until I looked it up, and I was like, "Yeah, I can jack off to this." <laughs> like them goth chicks, I guess. Oh, uh, next one is a uh, helicoptering. Uh, yeah. The motion of a man waving his dick around in circles. Yeah, I'm too fat to try that, but when I get skinny, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get that to try. <laughs> Got that fupa in the way. <laughs> Uh, this one, next one's called Seed and Feed. Don't ever do this, by the way. When you come in your partner and plant the seed, then urinate to, to, in them to release the feed. The, the nitrogen in the urine will fertilize the seed. It won't. Don't do that. 
Now you're just asking for her to get a yeast infection. Yeah, get her a goddamn urinary tract infection at this rate. <laughs> Next one is a butter, a peanut butter wolf. A prank played on an intoxicated friend by which you spr- sprackle, you spackle their hairy crack with peanut butter. That must be that would be nasty to clean up. Yeah. Plus, they would think that they shit themselves before they wipe. Just like, oh, oh god! Like, I just, I'll just shit. unprocessed peanut butter. It didn't even it just shit. like you know what I mean. Like if if you went to the bathroom to wipe, and you're like, I, I ate peanut butter yesterday, and it, it looks the same. Like you would think it just ran through you. You know what I mean? Yeah, have you seen that prank going around where they blindfold you or they blindfold the person? They get an orange that has chocolate spread over the edge of it because uh-huh. it's still a whole orange. It's just been peeled to where they put their finger into it. And then move the uh, the orange away real fast and put the little dog in front of them. Oh yeah, yeah, just the the the, the bait and switch. Yes. Yeah. But oh god, it'd be the same like the same like oh god. Yeah. Ah. Uh, uh. there, there was one where uh, uh, they did something to this guy, right? Like they poured something in his face, or they no, I think they they wiped uh, one of those like hot dogs in his mouth. Oh yeah. And then like he wakes up and he sees one of his friends zip up his pants real quick, and his friends like. Hur, hur. He gets up like <laughs> to get ready to fuck him up. Yeah, because he's like, you put your dick in my mouth. <laughs> All right, next one is a muffin. A or pertaining to an enormous yet perfectly shaped butt. Uh, a beautiful ass, a badonkadonk, something you can set your mug on. Like, that's, that's, oh, a that's a big ass. Yeah, that's a big old booty. It requires the use of ample apple bottom jeans, high quality ass, junk in the trunk. My only question, is there boots with the fur? It doesn't say, but I'm assuming hopefully it is. <laughs> You know what's funny is I ha- I know a muffin. <laughs> like I told you the one at, at work, right? Yeah. That was one, but also the porn star Cherokee the ass. And the ass is amply applied. <laughs> She's got the ass. <laughs> uh, next one is thrombago. The act of microwaving and buttering a bagel. And it- <laughs> Sorry, that one got me. Cause I- it sounded so... Uh, inno- inno- in- like, in- like, is it innocuous? Yeah, innocuous. And then, like, the next sentence, just it goes into left field. The act of microwaving and buttering a bagel, then having sex with it in the shower while strangling yourself with a belt. Oh, God. You know, it well filled real fast, didn't it? I hope I stop. Now, wait a minute. <clears throat> All right, hold on. <laughs> God, that, that just, that took a left turn, and it's like, where the hell the hell did we end up here? Uh, Kmart. Uh, ghetto small mall. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been to a Kmart. <laughs> you ever been to a Kmart? I have. When I was a kid, yeah, but I don't remember. Yeah, I remember. I just thought it was a supermarket. They all they were also owned by Sears. Oh. And going into Sears sometimes. <laughs> it wasn't ghetto because it wasn't. They didn't have food and stuff. But Kmart stuff. didn't have food? No, Sears. Oh, Sears, yeah. yeah. But the um, Kmart was bought by Sears. Because I think there was a, there was a, a Kmart like by the, on, uh, and it just now it's like a freaking racetrack park or some shit. Yep, that's where Kmart used to be. Yeah, I remember that. It's sad because uh, I remember going there. That's me too. I went real small kid. Yeah, I remember one time I had milk that I was taking back with my mom, and I had it on behind my back, like holding it up with my, you know what I mean, like yeah. hanging from like uh, my arms. Uh-huh. And my arms got tired, so I let it go. In my kid head, I thought like if I let it go, I could turn around fast enough to catch it. Nope. <laughs> I turn around, that shit burst. <laughs> I'm over the floor of the fucking parking lot. Like, well, guess no milk for us. <laughs> Rail's cheaper than that. Yeah, sure. It wasn't a dollar, though, I think. No. The next one is a PGMP. 
is short form of sexting that means please grab my penis. And like I'm thinking sexting like how? How are they going to grab your penis, sir? <laughs> you want details? Yeah, like how? But it says short. But it says sexting. Like how do you, what? How do they, how do they, they can't do anything. They're sitting right in front of you? Maybe. That'd be a funny way to do it. Like if you're next to your girlfriend or something. Yeah. And then you're at a family function and you're like. Just to, just to have some fun, I guess. Seven, <laughs> eight, two more, two left. Just <clears throat> gotta make, gotta keep track of these. Ten at a time, or else we'll run out of uh, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> the only person to read every single entry. <laughs> well, I can't because some of them are like the N word, so I can't actually read them. You can read them, you can't speak them. I cannot speak them. <laughs> uh, clinkage. Uh, this one's actually just funny. The clinkage, the noise made when multiple metals. Uh, bump into each other, uh, other, uh, other that when worn or each other. That was a weird sentence. <clears throat> the noise made with multiple metals. Uh, example: crew, track, swimming, bump into each other when worn. I never had that problem because I am an underachiever. <laughs> I never had a medal in my life. I don't even get a participation medal. I can't even say participation because I don't participate either. <laughs> It's not in your vocabulary. Not really. Last one, last one is vagina mole. Uh, when a large mole is situated inside inside of the vagina and smells when being penetrated, I don't know what the fuck that means <laughs> at all. But that's uh, it's a weird uh, entry. But I found it hilarious. Yeah, it's one of those kind of uh, questioning entries. It has like, to be like oh. something, something got to be some inside joke or something. Yeah, it's got to be. And we just don't get. I really don't get that. Being two people, that would make a joke, right? Like, like, they, like, they'd be like, if you and me were like walking around, we just like falafel, and you're like, ah, and everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, because we have some weird story about a falafel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It would make no sense to anybody else but the two of us. Exactly. It's like a situational uh, joke. And there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. I know there's a lot of entries on Reddit and. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, <laughs> like my name that when you create their name, you know, if you use your name, oh yeah, they create some weird shit. It's like only you and your friends know what the fuck that is, Sir Lucidivus. <laughs> so that is it for this episode of uh, Urban Dictionary. Cool. That's your ten entries for the week. <laughs> I hope you guys can hold on till the next week. <laughs> Alrighty, let's go ahead and go into our recap. Alrighty, so for this week, we have an anime called Erased. Erased. The name of it. Uh, we have episode one. So what's it about? You'll see. Okay. Oh, no. It's not bad. Not bad. I hope not. Not like that, no. <laughs> it's more of a mystery type. Goddamn God goblins running trains everywhere. <laughs> takes takes a little out of your soul. A little bit, yeah. This is more of a uh, mystery style anime. My kind of story. So, episode one is called uh, Flashing Before My Eyes. Who's just said, I someone whipping his dick. <laughs> Somebody's flashing before his eyes. He's like, oh no, <laughs> not again. It's already happened three times today, no more. <laughs> By the same guy, too. <laughs> just keep running. Hey, He's fucking finding me. <laughs> All right. So, episode one uh, in the year 2006, Satoru Fujinumu is a 29 year old struggling mangaka in Ch- uh, Chibi, who occasionally experiences a phenomenon he calls revival. When a fatal accident is about to occur near him, he is sent a few minutes back in time to prevent it via seeing a bright blue glowing butterfly that flies beside him. That's wild. He uses this involuntary ability to save a boy from a runaway truck, though he is hospitalized for a few days as a result. 
What, do you fucking slam him to the ground? No, he uh, actually jumped into the truck and... Oh, he injured. He got... I thought the kid got... I thought, like, no, grabbed the kid and just fl- slammed him into a mailbox. No, he got hurt. I saved the kid, and he broke his neck anyway. And he does it all the time. Like, he he saves... He gets injured all the time? Yeah. Like, randomly just hurt. At that Wolverine healing factor, I don't know. <laughs> no. He's in there with casts and shit. <laughs> As he recovers, his co-worker, uh, Ari Katagiri, praises him for his life-saving efforts. Later, he is visited by his mother, Sachiko, who reminds him of an uh, incident that happened 18 years ago in his hometown of Hokkaido. It's 11? Yeah. Okay. Uh, an adult named Jun Shiratori, or Yuki, nicknamed Yuki. Yo, move. <laughs> no, Yuki. I know. <laughs> going to be like that for the whole episode now. It's that way for all of them. Every time I say Yuki or Yukio, it's all... Get <laughs> out of it. Um... Whom Satoru, uh, Satoru, God, if I can even talk right now, Satoru, listen to me talk, Satoru, uh, Toru, had trusted, was arrested for the kidnapping and murder of three local children, Jeez. two of which were uh, Satoru's classmates. The next day, as uh, Satoru experiences another revival, uh, Sachiko takes note of a man who seemingly attempted to kidnap a child. Looking into the matter... Sachiko deduces that the man was the true killer of the uh, from 18 years ago. But before she can inform anyone, she is murdered in Satoru's apartment. Fuck. Just as... Mom? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Just as uh, Satoru... Um, God, if I'm fucking that name up. Satoru. Yeah, I'm getting it right. Cool. Uh, discovers Sachiko's body and is accused of killing her. Oh, fuck. Yes. His revival ability, for the first time... Goes overboard by sending him twenty nine year, the, sending his twenty nine year old consciousness all the way back to nineteen eighty eight, when he was an eleven year old elementary student in, uh, in uh, Hokkaido. Fuck. Yeah. Nothing worse than being a child with an adult brain. Yes. So right before the police catch him and say he was the one that murdered his mother, his ability sent him back back all the way in time. See that that that's like uh, even though it's like a, a really mystical thing happening mm-hmm. it's relatable because of course it would it would but it would be so much beefed up because of his mom dying yeah. you know what i mean like if it was some random kid like he, he gets pushed back thousands of years yeah but like he got put like his mom dies so he's like i you know all, call all the way back and make sure i catch this motherfucker yep. before any of this ever happens yep so episode two is called uh palm of the hand and satoru uh, becomes bewildered with the situation he has uh, put in, he finds comfort in being able to see his mother again. Realizing being sent to this period by revival is connected to Sachiko's future murder. Satoru uh, takes notice of Kayo Hinazuki, one of his classmates, who was killed by the serial kidnapper, noticing a bruise on her leg. Mm. Upon the suggestion of his friend Kenya Kobayashi, Satoru uh, reads an essay written by Kayo which further hints at her troubled life at home. Wanting to understand Kayo more, Satoru decides to invite her to his birthday party, hoping to change the future so that she will not be killed this time. Okay. So he's trying to change things just enough that it, 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 these murders don't start again. I would have been like, damn, I should have fucking memorized some lottery ticket winnings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, episode three is called Birthmark. During an ice skating race against his classmate, Satoru uh, holds back from winning to avoid inadvertently trying to change the future. So he's trying to not butterfly effect shit. But he has to to save these two girls or friends. I guess he's trying not to change it too much. 
That's, that's a drastic change, though. Yeah. yeah. That's the first inconsistency for me. Like, you have to change it anyway. I might as well just do whatever. Yeah. Angering the classmate and disappointing Kyle. After learning that Kyle's birthday is on the same day as his, March 2nd, Satoru uh, deduces that she will be abducted on March 1st. Okay. As the abduction was in March, but before her birthday. I would hate to get sent back at time. Because, like, as much as you know now, right? Yeah. Imagine getting, you're like, I don't remember shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what day is it? Fuck. <laughs> like, you, you think, like, people are like, oh, if I could go back in time, like, but you won't remember half of the stuff, the dates, the year, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when did this happen? Oh, fuck. That's like, uh, there's that meme that goes around, too, where somebody gets sent back in time into a primitive world, and they can speak the language, but they say, yes, this cell phone has all the information in the world. I don't have so, any service, though. But how does it work? Fuck. I don't. Oh, yeah, like, I don't actually know how it works. <laughs> Do you guys have a charger, by the way? <laughs> That's how most people would be now. All right, so he deduces that since she was killed in March, but it was before her birthday, her birthday is March 2nd, so it has to be March 1st for her to be abducted and killed. What day is it now for him? I did it it's before his birthday at this point. So. When's his birthday? Same day as hers. Same day as hers? Mm -hmm. March 2nd. So, so it's his birthday's close. So I guess it's, it's logically uh, consistent. Like, if she got kidnapped before her birthday, they got the same birthday. Mm -hmm. It had to be somewhere between now and the, the first. Exactly. He's right on that, yeah. Yep. And they know that she was abducted in March. He remembers that. But he didn't know when in March. But since it's before her birthday, he knows that. Right, because he was a kid. He wouldn't really think about it exactly. he got older. He just remembers that it was in March. Right. I had a real sad birthday for some reason. <laughs> Don't remember why. Satoru uh, spends time with Yuki, still convinced that uh, he is not the kidnapper from the future. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, Satoru finds Kayo beaten up in her mom's shed. <laughs> learning learning of the full nature of her abusive relationship with her mother, Akami. The next day, Satoru speaks with his teacher, Gaku Yashiro, who explains now he has uh, suspected Akame of abuse for almost a year, but hasn't been able to find proof to convict her. Her fucking beaten up body is proof enough? Uh, but, like, like, there's not, it, like, she hides it. Oh, don't do that, kid. Yeah. You later. Gotta, you gotta tell somebody. <laughs> uh, later, Satoru uh, finds, uh, uh, stands up for Kayo when she is accused of stealing the class's lunch money before taking her up to the mountain to show her a frost-laden Christmas tree. Frost-laden Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. Sounds very delightful to see, actually. Yeah. There's, like, little, little tinges of frost on the tree. So that tells you what time of the year it is. You ask what time of the year it's Damn, it's goddamn December. Christmas? Yeah. Damn, it's months. Yeah. Months to figure this shit out. Yes. Uh, next episode is uh, episode four, Accomplishment is the name of it. With help from Sachiko, Satoru manages to invite Kayo out with him to the local science center. During the outing, Satoru feels a sense of deja vu, becoming worried that he's repeating the same things that had happened in his previous life. Or the previous time around. Like, everything's going exactly... Did he get kidnapped before? He got kidnapped after her, right? Uh... He never got kidnapped. Oh, he didn't? No. I thought he was one of three, wasn't he? No, he wasn't one that was actually kidnapped. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Hmm. But he knows the people that were. Like, right. he had his mom. So, it, it, like, his mom was there and she took care of him. Right. So he never was abducted. Okay. Um, after March 1st, the day Kayo originally disappeared passes without incident. Uh oh. Both Satoru and Kayo are able to celebrate their birthday the next day. With Satoru uh, confident, he has to, he has managed to change history. The following day, however, Satoru is shocked to find Kayo, 
has not come to school. Well, God dang it. <laughs> is this like a solve it yourself mystery or does it, is it, the, does it make it too like ambiguous for, um, for you to solve it yourself? Like, is there enough clues? You're like, wait, I know who it is. There are enough clues for the most part. Okay. Like you should be able to kind of figure it out if you're paying a lot of attention, mm -hmm. but it does give you the answer at the end. Okay. So, at the end of the season. Because it was a, I think they made a movie of it too, like an anime movie. Well, like where it's more condensed. Yeah, they cut yeah. down all the. But then they had the series, which is a twelve episode series. Okay. Uh, episode five is called Getaway. Satoru uh, becomes angry that he is not able to make a difference about Kaio's disappearance. Another school a schoolgirl goes missing several days later. Damn, he's fucked up already. Yeah. <laughs> There's two and three. <laughs> yeah, they're done jack shit. <laughs> After witnessing Akame throw uh, out Kaio's belongings. Satoru, um, it's, uh, he suddenly finds himself back in 2006. Oh, shit. So back into the future against Wild. Still under suspicion of Sachiko's murder and forced to go on the run from the police. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, he's, like, trying to figure out, like, what the, why, just why can I not figure this out? I'm guessing why they sent him back into the future. He's going to have to figure out, get some information, and then somebody gets knocked back into the past. That's what I'm thinking would happen. That's what I would do. Yeah. It's like, okay, so now I'm in the future. Like a subconscious type thing? Well, like it'd be like a checklist in my head. Like, okay, so I just got knocked back into my my present time. So let me go to the fucking library, read some newspapers, find out dates and times, and then if I get knocked back into the past, I yeah. can, I'll be more prepared. More prepared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Satoru, uh, he, he soon comes across uh, Irie, which is uh, his one of his coworkers, mm -hmm. who believes him to be innocent and lets him stay at her house. Where he learns the detail, details of Kyle's disappearance did change slightly because of his actions. So he did what he did look a little bit. Mm -hmm. The next day, Satoru uh, investigates as much as he can. Uh, Irie stops her manager from reporting Satoru to the police. Later that night, after helping him uh, hide elsewhere, Irie receives a text from Sachiko's phone before becoming trapped in a house fire. Well, so, so wait, so. So she becomes trapped in a house fire. Like it, well, at this point, it's, it's going to be, it seems like the manager of uh, Sachi, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just because that's the only person she talked to, and who knew that, uh, what's his name, face was uh, in, in uh, communication yeah, contract with him. Yeah. So uh, right now, the main subject for me is the manager yeah. of his job. Uh, episode six is called Grim Reaper. Well, that sounds so wholesome. Coming across, uh, coming across the burning house, Satoru rushes in to save her, who slips the phone into his pocket before the manager takes over the rescue. Finding the message left on... What the hell is he doing there? Uh, I, I don't know. It is the fucking manager. You know, goddamn way. I've read too many stories. I know who it is. <laughs> you know, go ahead. Uh, finding the message left on her phone, uh, he calls a number that Sachiko had left behind, arranging a meeting with a journalist acquaintance of hers named Sawada. Sawada tells him about the last phone call he received from his mother, in which she claimed to know who the true kidnapper was, but was unable to tell him before she was killed. Hmm. So this journalist... Wait, so, that, so the mom knew who the... When did she figure out who was the man? Who the, uh, in, uh, I think it was episode one, whenever... What did she see that she figured out? She seen somebody trying to kidnap another kid. And seeing that guy reminded her of who the... She said that it, it was the same guy. So she remembers the same guy. Because she's like, I remember him. Remember him? Okay, okay go ahead. Yeah, because uh, what let's see, what she had said was, um, she takes note of a man who seemingly attempted to kidnap a child. I like, go to police. I, I I think she moved over to go get somebody to 
Uh, right beside him. Okay. And then looking into the matter, she deduces that the man was the true killer from 18 years ago. That's interesting. So she figured it out. Yeah. His mother figured it out before anybody else. So it had to be someone she knew, because that means she's seen the killer before. Exactly. Okay. So someone from the hometown, mm-hmm. who's now in the city as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're, so you're making, do- you know you're making my brain go on detective mode, right? You can tell what I'm doing. Oh, I know. I know. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Keep, keep going. So it, she was basically going to be getting a hold of this journalist, and she's like, Look, I, I, I'm going to tell you who it is, but she was killed. Journalist? Bitch, go tell the fucking police. We're being a journalist. <laughs> uh, probably because she didn't have actual physical proof. I still have, hey, go watch him. <laughs> to do something. You know, you can, you can tell him to do something. Uh, Sawada also explains that the reported details surrounding Kyle's death, noticing uh, Yuki's framing matches with another uh, kidnapping incident in a nearby town and deducing the kidnapper was the one who killed Saichiko. So at this, if there's multiple, then either he's... He's a traveler, like a salesman or something, or because if, he, if he's traveling like constantly, then to different cities to kill people. Mm-hmm. It's weird. <laughs> I know some serial killers that uh, he was so meticulous, like he would he would plan his killings out years in like months in advance, and he would he would travel to the place, leave the gear there, and then come back, and then come back months later to kill somebody. And the only reason he got caught is because he used somebody's credit card, like a fucking dumbass. But he would like, like this guy would go years planning killings. Like he would leave his uh, kill gear at the location he was going to kill somebody and then come back like a year later. Oh, really? Yeah. Like this guy was uh, incredibly meticulous and he just made that one, stu- credit card like, one stupid mistake. He sounded like that type of killer that like, like travels to different places to kill people. So while Satoru, uh, he looks up as, uh, he looks up Sawada's findings on the kidnapping incident, including a list of previous suspects. Sawada goes to the hospital me- to meet with uh, Irie, uh, only to discover that her mother has swapped places with her so that she can prove Satoru's in- innocence. So her, this girl's mom swapped places with her at the hospital, right. so that way she could try to help Satoru. She, she, that girl's thirsty. <laughs> she she wants that D. <laughs> so she meets. Satoru, uh, informing him of a mysterious man named Nishizono, who may have been responsible for the fire, but the police arrive and arrest him. Okay. They arrest Satoru. So they got a red herring. Yes. Okay. As he is taken away, Satoru, uh, he spots the man uh, he saw leaving his apartment on the night of his own mother's uh, his own mother's murder. Same guy? Same guy. He notices him. Maybe a cop. Oh, he's leaving. While he's being taken away, basically, by the police, he notices this guy. So I got either, either it's a copycat or it's the apprentice of the real killer and kidnapper. Mm-hmm. One of those, because there's no way it would be uh, this guy already. Yeah. So episode seven now. Mm-hmm. It's called Out of Control. So determined not to let things end the way it is, Satoru, uh, he successfully triggers his revival through sheer willpower. Nice. Returning to February 28th, 1988. Damn. So... Uh, three days before his he, he gets back and he fucking shits himself from the day after like oh <laughs> those he, are the little stuff I would add just to make it a little lighthearted. The, the the fractured butthole like he just yeah, just blows his asshole out <laughs> uh, during school the next day Kenya confronts Satoru uh, about Kayo's uh, or Kayo's situation at home admitting that he has known for a while about the domestic violence and offers his assistance following the birthday party on March 2nd Satoru, uh, he throws a rock through Yuki's window to bring about the police, providing Yuki with an alibi for his whereabouts. 
because this is the guy that uh, originally in episode one, he's the person that uh, they said it was the killer of all these kids mm -hmm. beforehand. Because he was a, like a he's like an eccentric guy, like he he was older, but he he like talked and played the kid with kids. <laughs> That's a pedophile. I've ever heard one. I think it was more of like he's just not mentally. Oh, he's mentally deficient. A little bit, yeah. Like more, he's not doing it out of violence. He's more childlike. Okay. Like he's very, very childlike, and he's nice to all the kids. Yeah. Like he shows them how to like fly planes and stuff. It's not anything yeah. creepy or really, really weird. Well, yeah, mostly when it's mental deficiency, they're not as uh. Yeah. Those thoughts would never enter their head anyway. Like, I don't think he's dumb. He's just, like, cognitively, he's not thinking Limited, about it. Limited, yeah. Like, he's, he's wanting to be friends with these people, but he's not doing it out of, like, like a Forrest Gump type. Kind of, yeah. Just, like, friendly just because he's, that's his he just, That's just who he is. <laughs> so, um, he throws a rock through this dude's window as a kid, mm -hmm. so that way he has a police alibi showing where he is in the future. Uh, he, he provides the alibi for his whereabouts. Afterwards, uh, Satoru, uh, he seeks out uh, Akimi and comes close to pushing her down some stairs, but is stopped by Kenya, who convinces him to choose a different course of action. Instead, Satoru, uh, he decides to abduct Kayo with her permission, <laughs> taking her to an abandoned bus to hide out for a few days until she is confirmed to be safe. On the night of March 3rd, however, an unknown intruder enters the bus while Kayo is sleeping. Okay. And that's how the episode ends for that one. Well, damn. What a cliffhanger. <laughs> uh, episode eight is called Spiral. So, Kayo, she manages to hide from the intruder who exits the bus, leaving behind a footprint on a box he has kicked. The next evening, as Yashiro goes with some people to find child consultation uh, to the child consultation center to investigate Kayo's house, Kayo tells Satoru that the others about the previous night's intruder. So since they left her on the bus to hide out, because he got her permission to leave her there, and then the next day she's telling them all about it. Uh, looking into a How does this killer keep finding these people? Well, he didn't know that she was there. He didn't? No. So what was no. he on the bus to begin with? So looking into the rucksack that was left behind, they find tools that Satoru uh, recognizes as the ones used to implicate Yuki for Kayo's murder, as well as a briquette presumed to belong to the killer. Oh. Realizing he is still stuck in the loop of abduction murders, Satoru takes Kayo uh, to spend the night at his house, where Sachiko has been expecting them. So his mom understands. Right. Like, she doesn't understand why, but he understands. Like, in her mind, she's thinking that they're staying there because she's getting abused. Right. So he's like, yeah, you can stay here. The next day, Kayo has uh, her first home-cooked breakfast in her life, <laughs> leading to her to start crying. Satoru and Sachiko later accompany Kayo back to her house to confront Akame, her mother. So we go into episode 9. It's called Closure. As Akame reacts violently to the accusations of Satoru and Sachiko, uh, she is caught red-handed by Yashiro and the consultants, who suggest that Kayo be taken into custody. What would you do? You start swaying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just as Akame prepares to storm off to the police, she is approached by her uh, by her estranged mother, who regrets not being able to support her for having her divorce of her uh, abusive husband and raise Kayo on her own, leading Akame to lament her own actions. Hmm. So Akame, who's like, it would be Kayo's grandmother, basically comes through. With Kayo going off to live with her maternal grandmother, Satoru, uh, he turns his attention towards the other two potential victims. Hiromi Sugita, his classmate, and Aya Nakanishi, a student from a neighboring school. While keeping a watch on both Hiromi and Aya, 
Satoru uh, discovers a stash of candy in Yashiro's car while uh, being given a ride home by them. Later, Satoru goes to uh, goes with Kenya and Hiromi to inspect the bus, the contents of which have now been removed. So that bag is empty. Is gone now. Yeah. So the killer came back to get it. He's either has his toolkit ready or he uh, <laughs> fucking framed somebody. Yeah. Episode 10 is called Joy. So Satoru and his uh, friends approach Aya, and despite some initial resistance, she starts joining them on their uh, at their hideout. Later, Satoru shadows uh, Misato, who has kept to herself since being accused of framing Kayo. She seemingly disappears after going to the bathroom. Satoru then notices a truck belonging to Yuki's family, leaving the scene and asks Yashiro to follow it in his car. Along the way, Yashiro reveals himself to be the killer. Yashiro? Mm-hmm, his teacher. Yeah, that sounded believable, actually. Yeah. And because uh, the fact that he took notice of the women, because, yeah, because he would know which kids were abused, being abused and he yeah. would know which ones the parents wouldn't care for at all. Yeah. It would be easier to capture. Yeah. Very clever of him. Yeah, very. So he's the killer. Yeah, okay. Uh, and that he realized that Satoru was the one thwarting his plans. So since Satoru's in the car with him, yeah, and they're just driving, acting like they're chasing after this... This truck. He explains that he used Misato as bait to lure Satoru into a stolen car, which he then rolls into the frozen lake with Satoru trapped inside. Well, damn. He got him. (laughs) It's so much for the manager theory. Yeah. The manager wasn't it. It was the teacher. So weird. But then he wouldn't... Then, well... Other schools, so he would have to... Yeah, I should have checked the fucking school records is what I should have done. (laughs) Which teachers... uh, uh, we're in those places at the time of God dang. Yeah. So we end episode 10 with uh, Satoru. He's trapped inside okay. of a car around a, a, an icy lake. So following Yashiro's attempt to kill him, uh, Satoru, he wakes up in the year 2003 after spending 15 years in a coma. <laughs> Fuck. His body continued to grow and his mother uh, cared for him daily. However, he has lost his memories of past events. Oh, shit. Satoru is visited by Kenya and Hiromi, as well as Kayo, who has become Hiromi's wife and a mother of their infant son, who was given the feminine name Mire, uh, Mire, or Future in Japanese. Probably the kanji. Oh. Uh, some of Satoru's memories begin to return due to his friend's visits. Later, he uh, meets a leukemia patient named Kumi, who is about to undergo surgery, as well as Yashiro himself, who changed his name to uh, Nishizono and became a politician. So the killer became a politician. Well, shit. Two days before Kumi's surgery, Yashiro takes Satoru to the hospital's rooftop, where he confirms Yashiro's suspicions that he has regained his memories. Because <laughs> he's like, you remember who I am, don't you? He's like, no, who are you? <laughs> so, uh, last episode of this is called Treasure. A flashback shows that Satoru's memories returned to him after the visit from Kayo, and he told Kenya and Hiromi that Yashiro was the killer. So he's already told his friends that clever. Uh, Back on the rooftop, Yashiro boasts that his past crimes have already been past the statute of limitations, and he cannot be arrested. Murder? Mm -hmm. Apparently. Murder has a statute of limitations? I'm assuming so. He reveals he has arranged to kill Kumi with a sabotaged IV drip and to frame Satoru for her murder. Let's say Kimia patient. Yashiro threatens to throw Satoru from the roof and make it look like a suicide. However, Satoru calls Yashiro's bluff, stating that Yashiro can't live without him. Because it's like, as a killer, you need somebody to know who you are 
and what you've done. Oh, the famous uh, uh, recognition fa- that thing they want? Yeah. Yeah, that's what gets a lot of them captured. Mm-hmm. However, Yashiro lets Saltaro drop and prepares for it and pre- prepares to commit suicide himself. Like, well, fuck, I'm dead. He then discovers that Saltaro has been safely caught by his friends who set up a net below because he already told him about how he knew who the killer was and that they were going to... He, he basically said... He's probably going to th- take me up to the roof and throw me off. Toss me off? Yeah, because he's in a wheelchair. Like, Satoru can't walk because his body's... Atrophied? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, and Yashiro is finally arrested for attempted murder. So he can't be arrested for all the other murders. What? But he literally... Like, people just seen him try to throw him off of the rooftop. Ain't hey, that that politician guy? Yeah. <laughs> just fucking throw him off the... <laughs> Uh, seven, year late, uh, seven years later, in 2010, Satoru has become a successful man- uh, manga artist. Yeah. So original, how original. Oh, yeah, like the, the one thing they never touched on the whole episode, the whole series. <laughs> uh, one day, Satoru uh, surprisingly encounters Irie under the same bridge where he used to sit earlier and where he had disappeared during his last revival trip into the past, which has now reactivated itself. So where does he go now? That's how it ends. Like apparently, because at the end you see the butterfly fly back by again, play something's getting ready to happen. I wonder if it can push forward. Maybe. That'd be wild. Overall, decent anime. It's got a very good mystery subplot to it. It does. Trying to figure it out. <laughs> Give you some things to think about. Mostly because I don't know any of their names. <laughs> I'm going to be dead honest with you. I have the two I don't even know. <laughs> I had to see their actual faces. Yeah, you would know it if you seen it though. I'm like, I'm just real confused. You caught up. You still stayed up with most of the stuff. The, yeah, the mystery stuff. Yeah, but not the uh, names. Yeah, that's the one that gave me trouble. Sataru. Yeah, you, like, you said the name of the killer, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, you're like the teacher. Like, oh, I know well, who that is. That's why I said that. That's why I said the teacher. Because <laughs> you know, hearing it, you're not gonna know necessarily the names that easily. But huh, it's a weird uh, mystery. Like I said, though, it ends with him under the bridge of a girl that he was his coworker originally, mm-hmm. where she's underneath that same bridge, but he finds her as he's walking underneath it in 2010. Because think about it, if he's if he's already a successful manga artist, then he never met her. Yeah. Plus, it was 2003, he, he, and he was in a coma, so he never even, whatever he did before that. Exactly. And the original timeline is done. I can't remember if his mom survived, though. I'm pretty sure she did. I hope so. But that's what triggered it to begin with. I guess it was, she would because she was keeping him alive. Yeah. Or she was taking care of him for all those years. Yep. So it's, it just shows that it, whenever you lose a family member in these anime, it's like it'll send you back in time. Send you back in time. Fuck it. Or it'll give you that next uh, bump in uh, Super Saiyan 2. Yeah. Like, no. And then you throw your son into the fight. <laughs> Not only do you throw your son into the fight, you give your enemy a, a fucking heel uh, being. <laughs> To be put it back at 100%. <laughs> then you punch your, your son in the dick. <laughs> He's got this. <laughs> All right. All right, you ready for some Reddit? I am. Get out of the uh, detective mode for a minute. It won't go away. It, doesn't, it never goes away, actually. Well, I'm trying to figure out what these people speak about. <laughs> <laughs> it might make you go into just madness. Make me go into a 15-year coma. <laughs> just thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, so first one is by Aloy is my co-pilot. Okay. So this happened a few hours ago, and honestly, I feel so bad that I don't know what to do. I have a student named Ron that has been working close with me for the past few months. Last name Weasley. God, I hope. My name is Snape. <laughs> Ron is shy and reserved, but for some reason, he's... Uh, Are you trying to ask him out on a date? What the fuck does that matter? 
Uh, but for some reason, he took a liking to me. I've gotten to know him well, whereas other, uh, where other most people in my department barely know him. And he's honestly a bright student. Ron sheepishly told me that he was applying for grad school and asked me if I could write him a letter of recommendation. I said yes, but of course I waited until the night before the recommendation letters were due to begin writing them. Ah, uh, procrastinator. I know it well. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I have templates that I use for recommendation letters. They all say university and the place of the school. And I have naming uh, and I have naming conventions that I use so that I don't get the schools mixed up. It's usually something like students' initials, students' uh, school initials, year, month, final copy. Okay. Ron is applying to some schools that are hard to get into, so I made sure to look over the documents in detail before I sent them. The Ryan University. So how do I f up? In my haste, I didn't realize that one of the recommendation letters was actually just a template. I still have university in the place of the school's name. <laughs> The year was wrong on the template, and his full name was missing. It straight up looked like the recommendation letter was submitted by some off-brand chat GPT. Jesus. I frantically tried to correct my mistake, but it was too late. They wouldn't let me resubmit. Luckily, the rest of the recommendation letters that I sent to the other schools were without errors. But I can't stop thinking about how I just messed up Ron's future. It ruined his life. <laughs> he definitely won't be getting into that school. Now I'm wondering if I should tell him what I did or just remain silent. I would just let it go. It's like, well, fuck. The less he knows, the better. And I'm a bitch. I mean, if that was his school, right, that he really wanted to go to, yeah, I would not say a word to him. <laughs> uh, next one is by Agreeable Banana nine three uh, three nine one. I can read right. Uh, this person puts, "I work in the trades in an outdoor environment." We're between big pushes to get work accomplished, so we're running skeleton crews and accomplishing very basic, easy tasks. We were told, make this work last until the next big push. Okay. My crew got uh, combined with another crew last Monday. We were literally walking around out in the field doing nothing. The air temperature outside was 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Fuck. I commented that we should walk in areas that, uh, that we had to walk as fast as possible. Uh, so we could go hunker down in the break area, which was heated. My coworkers got comfortable and uh, were playing poker. Meanwhile, I was sitting in the corner on my phone because I didn't want to gamble. Our boss drove into the field, walked into the break room, and found us hanging out. And it fired everyone except for me. Damn. Because I wasn't playing with the rest of the crew. They must have loved that. Walking right past him out of the break room. I'm the lowest ranking person on the crew, and there are a there was a foreman present with us, but I can't help but think that uh, if I hadn't convinced them to change the way we were doing things, that they'd all still have jobs. Wait, so he was the one that said, like... He the, recommended. They go through and walk real fast, and they go back to the, the break room. Damn. So he probably got everybody fired. Jesus. What difference does it make if they walk fast or slow? I couldn't tell you. Weird. <laughs> if they if they all took turns going out there, there'd at least be somebody out there, right? When the boss pulls up, exactly. But no, they all had to go back to the same room. Well, I guess that's where they fucked up. There should have been someone out there working. Should have had a scout. Yeah. <laughs> boss coming. <laughs> uh, next one is by. Uh, I'm not even gonna try to attempt that name. Not at all. It's a. Uh... You da 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 da. It's like what about? <laughs> Can you read that shit? Probably not. It's like I went down. <laughs> Is it da 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 ku? I don't know. Close enough. I told you. 
That's what I'm saying. It's like, huh? <laughs> Today I fucked up uh, whenever I decided that I was too lazy to change clothes before going to get super glue. I wore my pajamas, which consists of an oversized MCR t-shirt that has a few rifts and holes, thanks to my dog, as long as, uh, as it's long enough that it covers my pajama shorts, and also a pair of flip-flops, which keep breaking, so that uh, that's why I'm buying the super glue. Uh, my natural hair is very long and very curly, and, because I've been swimming in the pool the day before, was an absolute bird's nest. After I had bought the super glue, I was sitting outside the store on the ground using them to fix my uh, my flip flops. You don't shower after the pool? Apparently not. Fucking chlorine. I'm pretty shy, but tend to talk a lot to myself and self narrate, which get, which gets uh, stares. But today, a woman approached me and handed me ten dollars. <laughs> I was here you, you go, sweetie. I was shocked and confused, but I didn't know what to do but say uh, thank you, and she just kept walking. After letting my uh, flip-flops dry and I walked back to the car, to which the same woman approached me and demanded her money back, which, of course, I did. She then scolded me for pretending to be homeless, which prompted me to explain I wasn't pretending. <laughs> I am homeless. <laughs> These are just my pajamas, and I just uh, look like this, and I genuinely don't understand why she gave me money in the first place. She got very flustered and said that she would report me to the police. For what? So I profusely apologized. Tandering, for this, I guess? Apparently. Apologized for the misunderstanding and just booked it. I've already started working on fixing the t-shirt and decided to never go wear pajamas outside again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, stop being a Walmart person. Hey, man, you gotta get, you gotta, gotta get the stuff you gotta get. Your pajamas. Go get dressed. Not that hard. That is dressed. <laughs> From Walmart, yes. You could go in there with, a, with like, the sandals and socks and butt-ass negatives to let you in. <laughs> 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 Used to be that way at McDonald's until they became all fancy and became a cafe. <laughs> no shoot, no no shirt, no service. <laughs> well, that's half your clientele with no shoes, no shirt. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, next one is by Mysterious Emu ninety ninety two. It's an email. This person puts. Uh, I'm getting over sickness and dental issues that uh, halted my husband and my sex life. My dick is itchy. <laughs> Just thinking about her? <laughs> no, just generally. Uh, I wanted to surprise him whenever I get uh, get off work with some extra... Uh, sorry, let me reread that. And my sex life, and I wanted to surprise him when he gets off work with some extra enticing. As a parent, student, and the breadwinner, it's hard for me to do sexy things for my husband outside of general hygiene. Parent, student, and the breadwinner? What is she doing? Or what is he doing, I mean? Probably working. Well, apparently he works too. Because whenever he gets off work. Oh. So she's just classifying. Parent, student, and a breadwinner. Mm-hmm. I'm confused. Or she's just lying. Doesn't breadwinner just mean that you're the one making all the money? Making more money, yeah. Oh. Who knows? Uh, I decided I wanted to trim my pubes and get smooth. Uh, get my smooth skin on. My husband didn't like bold, but trimmed is nice. I reached for my trimmer, but the batteries died. So I grabbed some more fan- uh, 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 grabbed his more fancy trimmer. To be clear, he's offered for me to use it before. I shaved on the toilet for ease of cleaning and wasn't worried at all. I checked in the mirror and found a giant bloody mound. Oh, God. But did she not feel that? <laughs> Apparently she didn't. I was bleeding everywhere and was fairly, it was a fairly decent size. Ouch. Now I have to explain why I have an open wound because it's clear to see with my newly buzzed bush. Get those coochie cuts. 
They must be, they must sting a whole different way. Hey, to be fair, he's just going to think it's that time of the month and he's not going to say nothing. Well, you never know. Like, why, is it, why is it bleeding from the top and not the inside? <laughs> Most people are like, I don't want to know. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> just don't even ask questions. Uh, next one is by Initial Idea 6561. This person fits. Obligatory. This didn't happen today, but a while ago. All right. I know it sounds really bad, but hear me out. My sister, Gwen and her husband, my, Mike, and I was playing, uh, sorry, was having a bit of a get-together, drinking and having fun. We were well into the drinks, playing cards and shit. My sister decided to go off to bed as she was uh, she had work in the morning, so we continued partying. It's just us two in the house, and we start opening up about stuff, and he mentions that he has done hard drugs before. I was very shocked, and whenever I told him I've never taken anything other than a little weed, he is completely shocked that it's a no. Shortly after, he offers cocaine to me. <laughs> we both take some, and the party didn't party on. Party gets even partier. And he says, I can't say anything to Gwen. Obviously, I don't want anyone to know what I've done, so I kept my promise. They got married a year after this. She found out via another friend about his drug use. Turns out he had been doing cocaine more regular than I thought, and on top of it, Mike and Gwen had a mutual understanding that this is where they draw the line in a relationship and to never lie about it. They still have some issues around the matter today. Damn. Is he cocaine like 95% addictive? Heesh. Hey, you want some? <laughs> no problem. Uh, next one is by Dumpster Dave. Did Dumpster Day. Now, that's an original name. Yeah. Uh, this person puts, This happened a few months ago, but I'm thinking about it again now. So, as me and my wife were moving out, we were going through our bills we, uh, we each pay. Somehow, we were both paying for an electricity bill. Come to find out, I have been paying for the downtown's neighbor, or the downstairs neighbor, for the past eight years. I'm not the kind of guy that will demand his money back, but I will happily take it if she offers. I casually mentioned it to her, and she thought it was funny but did not offer to reimburse me. She had no, as she had to have known that she was supposed to be getting an electricity bill every month, but never bothered to call the provider to ask why she wasn't getting one. She was also a poor student for nearly the entire eight years who lived alone with her young daughter, which makes it even harder to insist that she repays me for eight years of back payments. Also, looking at her past bills, on average, she used more electricity monthly than us, family of four, which, is, has, a, which has a larger apartment. Damn. So just randomly paying for somebody else's electricity bill. How did that even happen? I don't know. I, I know that shit wouldn't happen with me. I know, and I would. I know I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have her pay me. I would have like the electric bill. Like, hey, why are you charging me double? Reimburse my share. <laughs> that or give me like eight eight years worth of free electricity. <laughs> uh, next one is by Alexi Lovely one one seven. Person puts for context. I and you, you know it's got the age. Don't get it. Just say it. It doesn't matter. A 21-year-old female. I don't care. I'm a community college transfer student who has just started her first quarter at a four-year university, and I am living in the dorms. While studying to get my degree during the day, I also am a part uh, part of a musical, uh, the theater department is doing... We're part of an acapella group. Yeah, she's part of a musical the theater department is doing this quarter. So, with classes in the morning, the rehearsals from 6 to 10 p.m. every night... Uh, I'm not there very often, and when I am, I usually am coming in after quiet hours. So, the other night after rehearsal, one of my friends offered to give me a ride back to my dorm uh, dorm building on the other side of the campus. Of course, I said yes because it's a long and cold walk back. My friend was also hungry, though, and asked 
if I wanted to go to Taco Bell with them. And I said, yes. Like, I'm like, no, thank you. I don't want to shit tonight. I said, yes to that, too. Since uh, I had already had dinner, I didn't want tacos, but I wanted something sweet. So I got a 12-pack of Cinnabon Delights. God dang, girl. Get your Cinnabon on. <laughs> I didn't want ta- uh, their uh, little cinnamon roll bites with a white and gushy cream cheese frosting center. This is important for later. The cream cheese. So we sat in the dark of the car in front of my building for a bit while Wait, we- so she came out looking like she had cum stains on her chin? I grabbed my pajamas and toiletries from my room and immediately went to the bathroom to get ready for bed. As I was standing in the mirror combing my hair, I noticed that there was a lot of other girls in the bathroom that were giving me weirdly uh, side-eyed glances, and I didn't understand why. That was until I took a much closer look at my hair. There was little splotches of creamy white liquid in different parts of my hair. (laughs) It blew out all over her hair, huh? And well, I knew that this was uh, the inside of the Cinnabon bite I was eating, the other girls clearly thought I had come in my hair. <laughs> and it didn't help that it wasn't around that much. I always came in late and dropped off in someone else's car. There you go. I quickly finished getting ready and went back to my dorm, embarrassed, but also laughing at the whole situation. <laughs> she at least didn't take it too seriously. It's always a good thing. And last one for tonight. Is by butthole come six nine four twenty. The fuck? I, I don't even know these people. Make make make, make your sexual and you end up more more stoned, you know? No, they just came out and said it all. But oh, you gotta come in. Six nine four twenty. Six nine. I never tried a four twenty though. <laughs> the other weed, I guess. It's first and puts. This took uh, place uh, around two thousand eleven. Whenever I was twenty two years old. Twenty two. I was at my friend's Jack's, a friend Jack's birthday party. Me, Jack, and some other friends were talking about nostalgic shows and cartoons. We talked about SpongeBob, The Simpsons, Rugrats, Pokemon, and many more. One person mentioned VeggieTales, and I chuckled slightly. <laughs> that person asked me why I, why, why I was laughing. That person was dead serious. <laughs> and I decided to explain. For some context, I had a traumatic incident while watching VeggieTales cartoon porn. I was masturbating with an orange, and the juice got into my v-hole. Hey, this took a turn that I never saw coming. And I, I tend to think of all the possibilities. You <laughs> that one coming, did you? It hurt, and it happened while I was, whenever I was watching VeggieTales porn. Now that you guys have context, let's get back to what I said. I said something along the lines of, Larry is hot. He looks like a green dick. And Bob the Tomato is real red and curvy. I'm surprised they made the character so sexy. I thought this was a funny joke because everybody would laugh at it, but everyone was silent. <laughs> the silence was deafening. Get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> I asked everybody if I could say if I said something wrong. One of them asked if I was mentally ill. <laughs> Come on, it was just a joke. I don't look at that stuff anymore. I said off that as often. I mean. The person that responded, anymore? You used to be sexually attracted to VeggieTales porn? Just forget about this. Let's uh, let's play some uh, COD or Halo. No, bro, we, we can't, no. I think you should leave. Yeah, exactly what I said. I ended up leaving and felt like a total buffoon. I powered off my iPhone 4 and didn't turn on my Xbox 360. I went to sleep incredibly early and didn't leave bed for like 14 hours because I felt so guilty. <laughs> 
After I finally found the courage to check my messages, I was removed from everything. I was removed from group chats. I was unfriended from my... Hey, man, come on now. People deleted my number, and people even sent me messaging uh, messages asking me not to contact them. I lost my entire friend group over a dumb joke. Wait, what? What kind of friends do they have that are, I mean... Veggie tail born? No, but like, like... I think it was the way he said it. Even so, like, if if I'm being dead... I don't think they were true, true friends, but... Right, like, I would have been like, whatever, you fucking free. Right. It's like, yeah, deleted from my Yeah, like, I don't understand. That's kind of like an over, like, uh... The church group chat took them all Yeah, an overreaction. Like, uh, like uh, people nowadays watch some of the nastiest shit humans but, possible. But, but again, this was back in 2011. Well, give it, give it like 13 years. <laughs> and VeggieTale porn is the least offensive porn you can watch. Exactly. I think it was more of like VeggieTale, what? And like, you're like, oh, you know, my little pony porn. Like, I'm sure bronies would be happy with that. I'm like, all right, whatever, bro. You like fucking horses. <laughs> Uh, but that is all the craziness we have for Reddit this evening. Anything else to add? Whole orange, huh? Just, get, get, just get going to, you, you know, you get home from a hard day at work, right? You want to get them some orange juice? Like, where's all the oranges at? Who keeps taking all the oranges? Apparently he was 22 when he was doing that. He was? Damn, he's a creative kid. Fucking just slamming and dicking away to, to make the, 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 the nice circumference size to your penis. Like, oh, you think he eyeballed it or he tried it a couple <laughs> of times? And then he went back to scrape some more out? Well, logistically, I'm trying to wonder. Who said he scraped anything out? He did just, he just jump his, stuff his, shove his dick into a solid fucking orange. Could have peeled off a little spot. And just like, just went to town? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. But with that, we will leave you scarred and see you guys on next time. They, they do way too much to jack off. Yes, they oh, do. You got a hand, that's all you need. <laughs> Quick, weird. We'll talk to you guys on the next one.